Warning, this show contains graphic material not suitable for squares, suckers, and those under the age of legal consent. This is the Tastemakers. Rewind! Take that, rewind it back. Tastemakers. Got the beat to make your booty go. You're listening to Loud Loud. Can you turn that a little louder? And Dash Radio. Rewind. Peter's been acting kind of crazy. Rewind. This could turn Ari Krishna into a bad boy. Anything test dead, dead. This is Tastemakers. Yo, yo, what's going on, y'all? It is Wednesday at 3 o'clock, and that means it is time for another episode of The Rewind here on Tastemakers Radio. And we are live with the one and only Aitoa, straight out of the UK, straight out of London. And I'm very excited, man, because I gotta say, Aitoa was one of the first names I heard uh, in this whole, like, new... What is this? Is this jungle? Is this halftime? Is this kind of like slow, fasty footwork? Like, dude, you know, very excited uh, to have you on the show today. How's it going, man? Thank you. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you for thank you for having me. I'm doing pretty good. I guess we're all having a bit of a weird time with all of the pandemic madness. So it's nice to chat to someone outside of my uh, usual usual spheres. Yeah. I guess a, a good a place to start as any is, is the beginning. So, um, how how did you find this music, or you know, electronic music in general? Have you always been kind of a rave guy, or how did you find electronic music? I think how did it happen? I think when I was at secondary school, a mate of mine took me to a squat rave, and that was that was pretty much it. It wasn't really something I'd kind of uh, I knew what to expect you know of anything like that at all really you know previously i'd gone to like some punk gigs or whatever um and you know listened to whatever music was on tv or on the radio but it wasn't something i was like wildly clued into i I went to a rave i kind of had my head blown off and then started going to like the free parties around london from that point and you know a lot of my good friends still to this day like people that I was going to kind of parties with and yeah we'd go to the squat squat raves and I was hearing kind of you know dark drum and bass like you know kind of neuro funky kind of stuff hard tech you know just horrific kick drums at 200 bpm and then you know rinse out jungle as soon as the sun started to come out the next day um yeah, really fast kind of like London acid techno kind of stuff, like 140, 150 BPM stuff. And it was, all of it was just a whole uh, mind blowing kind of thing. And I think, yeah, that was how I first kind of came into contact with like electronic music and raving and everything. Um, and it, you know, everything that surrounds all of that. And then I think from that point, yeah, I pretty quickly started just kind of experimenting with making music just for fun basically i thought it was a laugh i've never been um someone who i don't know it's not like i had like a wild affinity for playing any musical instruments i did play 
Um, I played the cello very badly for a bit as a, as a child. Um, but yeah, I just started fucking around on a desktop computer because it was fun and easy. You know, download a pirate copy of Fruity Loops, go to raves on the weekend, and it pretty slowly kind of naturally converged, I think, from there. Nice one, man. Yeah. Shout out the Fruity Loops crew, man. Haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Fruity Loops also, also uh, what is it? EJ. EJ mm. got that, you know, free CD and some cereal. Shout out EJ all day long. That's what's up. Yeah. Something, another term I haven't heard in a long time uh, was actually squat party, too. Uh, I, I, I was telling you before uh, we started the interview when we were chatting that I did that semester uh, living in the UK. And, and so I found out about squat parties actually rather accidentally. Um, there was this thing, there was this place in Camden called uh, Psychedelic Dream Temple, and you'd go there and buy tickets to like these psytrance raves because <laughs> they had the best acid essentially um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we uh, i remember this one time we rode uh the tube all the way to the end of one of the lines it's called like stratford tube station or something like that and got off and just started walking trying to find this party that we had bought a ticket for at this psychedelic dream temple and so we heard this music and we saw this line and we got and stood in this line and then we handed them this ticket and the guy's like, this isn't this party, man. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, like, like what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, this, 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 you know, this is a squat party. And I was like, what the hell is a squat party? And he's like, I, he's like, he's like, I don't know where this party is, man, but I'm going to let you know that you're going to have more fun in here. <laughs> <laughs> and so we ended up staying, you know, and it was, it was a hell of a lot of fun. But yeah, squat parties, man, there's, there's uh, I don't know what you illegal raves i guess is what you would call them yeah. in, in the u.s yeah something like that you know but um they're, i mean they're they are they're amazing i've not been to one in a, in a little while now especially i guess with all the pandemic stuff but i think it's like yeah you know that these illegal raves and squatting buildings you've got sound systems that are you know they have they might have a kind of faintly political agenda of being kind of an anarchist free space but really it's sound systems that I would say function through selling drugs and or as a place for people to take drugs but really what you have is just like a really free community with just rinse out clubbing at the kind of the heart of it and it is amazing you know like I think hearing jungle at some of those parties hearing drum and bass at some of those parties and how it would kind of go off is just it feels to me like absolutely where some of those forms are like meant to be and how they kind of thrive it really kind of makes sense um even if some of the parties can be get get a bit grim can be a bit gross can be a bit weird <laughs> yeah, definitely grimy for sure yeah. yeah uh not necessarily like uh you know a, a very well thought out bathroom system and stuff no. like that, you know? exactly but, exactly literally shit and piss on you know in, in rooms and kind of yeah. people graphing everywhere and like it can be a, it can get a bit a bit horrible but it's a unique environment i think it is for, for clubbing for raving and i always thought it was interesting because for all the the good and the bad everything is centrally tied to that sound system and that music like you said like everyone is kind of there for, I guess, in equal parts, one way or the other, the, the music and, and the drugs, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, 
Yeah. So when when you started kind of on these on on the on the Fruity Loops, you know, and stuff like that, were you starting to use the name Itoa at that point, or how did how did your music production start? No, I was just what was I doing? I'd been there was a bit of a journey before that. I was kind of playing in some bands with some friends, playing the drums, and then just experimenting with just making random shit, putting together loops and stuff on either Fruit Loops prior to that EJ, rendering stuff, um, playing it to my friends and seeing what they thought. Mostly putting it together as a bit of a joke, like it was very, I did it because it was funny and it was fun and that felt like it fitted with the kind of, um, what's the word? Just the energy of like what what I enjoyed about those raves, which is that it felt like you could be a bit free and it wasn't too serious and you could just kind of enjoy yourself. Anyways, so I was doing that for a good while and I think at some point I just realized that I was actually enjoying it too much to not take it seriously and increasingly all of my time was being spent at a computer figuring out how to use Fruity Loops and then at some point I remember kind of downloading a copy of Ableton 4 and being like okay I can, there are some other things I can do and you know suddenly that's just what you're doing with all of your time. I didn't use so and then i think what happened then i think along the way i started going to it was like when all of that french electro started to come out and so on the one hand i was going to kind of squat parties and then on the other hand i had a, a mate of mine's older brother would kind of help us get into fabric for those nights on a on a friday i think so i was also listening to all of that kind of like grinding electro and then some of the more kind of like um, all the kind of 4-4 stuff that kind of came with that. So I was making stuff that would fit in those two kind of camps really, like 4-4-y kind of noisy electro-y stuff and then drum and bass and jungle and kind of gabber on the other hand. And then I think it's only probably like five or six years ago that I started making tunes under the name of Itoa, which was just kind of a, a bit of an abrupt thing. I've been mostly making like 4-4 stuff and you know, I don't know, something about the rules of that were very embedded in my head. You know, I guess all club music to a degree has, um, I don't know, aesthetics that come and go and like um, part of how it works and why it works is that it can be to a degree kind of formulaic. You know, it's got structures that are inherent in it. And I think that I was finding that a bit numbing and it wasn't as freeing as uh, making electronic use, music used to be. And I think I was like, right, I'm going to do something that's a bit feels a bit more unfamiliar to me and I started kind of experimenting with making kind of bashment type rhythms and connecting a little bit more with jungle stuff which I'd used to do before or experimenting with breaks and stuff and then also kind of playing around with some of the aesthetics around footwork and duke which I'd kind of previously heard and was all kind of yeah it was a bit of a another kind of like head spinner. So, you know, basically I probably started writing when I was like, I don't know, 15? And it was maybe after a good five, five to 10 years of fucking around doing other things, I was like, right, I'm gonna try something completely different. And that's where the Itoa stuff started to come from. You know, trying to do something a bit less um, familiar. So where, uh, where'd the name Itoa come from? So, I, this, I basically, I really hate coming up with names. It's awful. I imagine probably most people will say that. Um, and I'd written 
some tunes and I knew I needed an artist name and I'd made like a Max MSP patch to randomly generate names. It was a really rubbish patch. It basically just spat out kind of like ASCII um, symbols, uh, which obviously do not very easily make names that you can speak. Anyways, it was doing that randomly generating me names and I was like, these are all complete garbage. And one of the Max MSP objects, I don't know if you're familiar with it, it's like um, like a visual programming language um, that you use kind of objects on screen to kind of um, to write programs. Um, and one of the objects was called the integer to ASCII object. So you put numbers in and you get letters out. And the integer to ASCII is just I-T-O-A. And I was like, oh yeah, that's the name. So I'd sat there for ages at this program, like this is a waste of time. And then actually the answer was kind of right. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, it's tight actually, man. That's a great story. <laughs> I did that for sure, for sure. And the rest is history, man. <laughs> you know, got, got multiple uh, releases out there on all kinds of different labels, man. Bad Taste, Roots and Future, you know, a uh, couple on Exit, you know, like, um, gosh, the, the I want to say infamous tune, Turbo Sideman, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll touch on that maybe at some point later in the interview. And, sure. and Itoa, probably known for maybe one of the most sought after uh, bootlegs out there, uh, I guess. The, uh, the boy don't waste my time. Uh, <laughs> you still get asked for that or no? I do, I do still get asked for that. I get the odd message. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll give you 20 quid for this pilot. It's like, I, I can't right now. Um, but yeah, I do. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it, man. It's actually like in the in the world of digital and and you know uh, the SoundCloud culture, it's like actually one of the hardest uh, bootlegs to uh, find out there. And I, feel, and I and I and I mean that like I've never been able to find it, and I've always you know, looked for it. You know what I mean? I, I'm pretty sure before I knew you, I was DMing you on. Uh, Instagram just being like, yo, please let me get this tune. This tune is fire, you know? And, and you're just like, no, no, keeping it under wraps. So yeah, mad respect for actually keeping that tune uh, pretty pretty close to the chest, man. It, 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 it keeps it, you know, it keeps it, uh, what you call it, you know, fresh, I think. Um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully keeps it a bit fresh and a bit special. For sure, for sure. Great use of a sample too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the original tune is an absolutely massive tune. Like that vocal is fucking amazing. You can't yeah. go, you can't go too wrong working with vocals like that, like that. Like that. remix in your head when you heard boy don't waste my time or, or i don't know how did that come about 
I don't think so. I I, look, I wish I could say things like, you know, I have I have a track in my head and then you're like, I've got to make it happen. I don't. Like, writing music for me is is a real struggle. Um, and, but it happens to be one I really enjoy. With that, I think I just, I was, I just, I think for some reason I just remembered that tune. Basically, that tune is a tune that I would always hear at late parties at a certain point in the morning. And at some point I was like, oh shit, this would actually be really a really fun thing to like work into a bootleg in big part, really just to play to my mates. Uh, and that was pretty much it. And then from that point, I mean, I don't remember, I think it came together quite quickly, which is generally a good sign. But for me, it's usually just kind of playing around with something and see what feels good and follow follow my nose. I wish I had a, a you know, grander plan than that. I don't okay. No, it's, it's, it's fine. Seems like you have a good <laughs> sense of, of how to treat a sample. It's actually the same with the Turbo Sideman, because I mean, what is that like Azalea Banks or something like that? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it is, it is, yeah. I mean, it's it's re-recorded, but it is, yeah, kind of yeah. chopped up and chopped around. Yeah, love it. First time I heard that was on a D-Bridge mix, like a like a YouTube mix or something like that, and I came in and I was just like, that tune is rude as hell, and it's <laughs> it's wonky and it's annoying and it's you know, but it's, but it's amazing at the same time. And, uh, yo, if, 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 whoever's listening out there in radio world go check out turbo sideman by ito it is it is probably one of the funnest turn up party teams out there right now <laughs> Jay Kenzo on the show and I played it for him and his eyes got like as big as dinner plates honestly because he's just he's just like oh my god like I've never heard the f word so many times in, in one in two minutes you know <laughs> so anyway you got the big cosign from Jay Kenzo there anyway um yo so you gave me a couple tunes speaking of your music uh, we're going to play them on the show today, so let's let's go ahead and segue into that. Um, yeah, so which two tunes did you give me? So, I think I sent you, I gave you the tune Darline, which is like one from 2015, and then I think Melba off my newest EP, um, off, the, off the Melba EP, which came out in November. Well, let's, let's go, let's start with the 2015 one, let's start with Darline. So what's going on with this tune? So with this, mostly I guess I chose this because this is it's a tune that I just really like and I think lots of people haven't heard it because it came out through a small label, came out through a label called Modern Ruin, which run by a guy called John over in the UK, um, who's been kind of releasing and repping footwork music here in England for ages. Um, and he'd hit me up for some tunes 
and this was one of them that I gave him and like I don't know I'm really happy with it it's like this it's it's not a 160 it's like one of these faster tempos that kind of mix a bit better in kind of uh, with like half time kind of drum and bass but I think it was it's I'm happy with it as a tune that kind of carries with it the kind of footwork energy and aesthetic and vibe that I really like but a slightly uh, faster tempo with a bit more of a UK kind of DB sound yeah that's pretty much it it's, it's it's a track that I like and I'm you know I wish some more people heard I, I am happy to facilitate that and play it on the show <laughs> yeah. shout out Modern Ruin Records also yeah definitely a, a great catalogue we just had Sun People on the show a few episodes back he's got a great some release people. on there He's a, he's a star. Everything that man does is amazing. And a, a, an excellent human as well, as far as I can tell. Yeah, fully agree. Fully agree, definitely. Um, well, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Um, let's play Darline on the show here. Oh, here this is Tastemakers. Yo, this is Jay Kenzo, and you're listening to The Rewind. Big up, big up, big up. Toa out on Modern Ruin Records. I, I can't decide on a genre to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it, I think of it just as like frenetic, kind of like frenetic drum machine kind of music. You know, I guess it's got the breaks in it. It's got some kind of like wobbly UK bassy sounds, but that's how I think of it in my head really is just a few of these rhythms kind of played out. Nice one. Well, yo, uh, we the, the next tune, Melba. So, what's going on with Melba? This is your second EP, I guess you could call it, right? On Exit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. You know, you got you got asked to come back by the one and only D Bridge. You know, that's pretty it's, cool. It's hype. Yeah, I got a shout out D Bridge. Got a shout out Exit Records. Will Tim. I mean, amazing, amazing label. So yeah, super um, lovely to be invited back for sure. Nice, um, man. So what, what was the difference between your first, like the first EP was called Ever Orbit. 
And it's, you know, and this, and this one is called Melba, I think, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Was there, what do you think the difference was between the, like, was it different the second time coming back to produce something new or? Um, I think the first time around, there was this initial pressure of like, oh God, they've asked me to give them some music. Is this going to happen? What if, you know, and you're, you know, I'm just like, hurriedly trying to kind of write music and like is this going to be good enough is this going to be good enough is this going to be good enough and the second time around it felt a bit more like not that i can relax but it's like okay i think darren is trusting me to like do something that i like and i'll have the space to do that so i think the productions are a bit more kind of spacious in some respects or like they can unfold in a bit more of a slow way um which i was yeah i wanted to just kind of what's the right way of putting it I guess I wanted to just try and be a bit more expansive in how I was writing or arranging tracks and see what would happen with that and I think that's had its positives and negatives for me in terms of what some people who've liked my other music might expect Um, but yeah with this track Melba I think it was a good example of that I was like I want to write a track that has this huge big build in it that unfolds kind of slowly you know it, it, i think that there's an element of say slower 4-4 kind of stuff the house and techno where it's very much designed to be blended and it's written to be longer and more drawn out and you could have these kind of psychedelic slowly building tracks and there's a kind of euphoria that i think you can only get with things building up over a longer period of time and like that's what i was trying to kind of play with with this track melba nice yeah i can definitely see that uh, i would say the first in my opinion the the first ep was definitely more like kind of like a like a house party kind of vibe mm. just like very yeah. high energy like very much like leave it all out there on the on the pitch kind of thing yeah. <laughs> you know and uh this one is you know refined is the wrong word but like um you know the, like the you can tell there's a bit more intention to it but it's still the same style um, um still, still very much uh, uh has your signature on it um yeah man so so who's melba is it your, is it your dog or is it like <laughs> <laughs> again i wish i had i wish i had that much uh intent or, or plans no i i just hate coming up with names so i have like a I have like a, a, a notes on my phone where i'll just write things down as ideas for names and then i'll pick one that feels right and i think like i wanted a name um if i think of like i don't really know exactly the definitions here but if a peach melba is some sort of peach dessert the peach bit is very clear and the rest of it is presumably some sort of ice creamy kind of mess. I don't quite know what goes in a, in a peach melba, but it makes me think of something that's like a mixture of uh, uh, a mess of different items and ingredients kind of rolled up in it. And so that name felt right for that track, but it was a name that I'd written down previously just so I liked the word. A lot of the names I choose for tracks, I think really are just like combinations of words or words that I like the sound of. So, yeah. Um, nice. Well, yeah. There's some intention behind that. I dig it. <laughs> I, I, I hear what you're saying, man. I hear what you're saying for sure. Yo. Well, let's do it, man. Let's play Melba here on the show. This is Itoa Melba on Exit, Exit, Exit. exit. 
All right, y'all, here we go. Uh, back again, we have Aitoa on the show, and you just heard Melba, his latest uh, title track off his newest release on Exit Records. So, yo, man, um, what what can we look out for in the future from you? Like, what's going on? I know everything's kind of still up in the air, but um, yeah, gigs returning, you got stuff in the pipeline music-wise, going to festivals, what's up? So I've got, I think I've got a couple bookings ahead of me, but you know, I'm taking all of it with um, a pinch of salt and it'll happen when it happens sort of thing. For me, I'm just trying to focus on writing new music. You know, I work, um, I've got a full-time job 
which on the one hand takes up a lot of time, but on the other hand, I don't need to kind of financially be reliant on my music being received in a particular way. So it's quite nice. Like I feel like I've got a bit of a home with Exit now. That will be where my next, who my next EP is for. And I'm just waiting for the right tracks to kind of emerge. I've got maybe three or four done. I've got another two or three that are most of the way there. But I'm waiting for, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a, for the right ones to show up. So there'll be another EP coming. And then I've been working on some bits with some friends, been working on some tunes with A-Fruit, who, shout out A-Fruit. I mean, she's, again, yeah. a wonderful, amazing producer and DJ, you know, top human. Um, and what else? Been working on some music with um, Deck Fixate, again, amazing amazing music producer lovely human he kind of lives very nearby so that's kind of nice and manageable and that's that's it really my focus is definitely on right writing right now and not feeling too rushed but also hopefully not taking two years to write an EP. <laughs> hey man it takes as long as it takes sometimes it's not not it's a big deal you know i think you have enough i think you have enough work out there right now and you and you have that bootleg that's forever going to be in the in the mind of people <laughs> so you know take your take your time i don't, I don't think anyone's going to forget about itoa anytime soon and in, in, in the you know in the bass music world or beyond <laughs> you know well yo if if people want to kind of like get to know your world and follow what you're doing you know where they find you uh, like on social media you know where they find some past mixes stuff like that like where can they buy your tunes all that stuff so yeah if you want to hear mixes that i've done probably soundcloud is the best place for it so i think it's i think i'm at probably itoa it might be itoa music they're all one or the other um i'm on instagram as well it's itoa music on Twitter, actually, I'm not very often on Twitter. That's, that's probably not a great place. But yeah, to listen to music, SoundCloud is the one. And then my Bandcamp has a few bits and pieces. Again, as I think just as Itoa. Um, but these days, I'm not kind of like I'm not putting out bits constantly on Bandcamp like some people. I think the next release will probably be on Exit in a little while, so that'll be the place for it. But the older tunes, check out Bandcamp check out exit records i mean check out exit anyway because everything they put out is stunning but uh, yeah those would be the places nice man nice well yo we have actually a pretty special treat from you not only do we get to hear two of your tunes but you actually put together a mix for the yeah. show um and, and it's a it's a pretty damn good mix. I was listening to it. What can people expect? You know, did you have any intention behind it? I think um, recently the mix that I've been recording, I've been trying to kind of do ones where I can stretch my legs a little bit more. So it takes, it goes from kind of slower tempos up towards the 160 stuff. You know, for a while I was definitely kind of banging out these 160 BPM mixes of footwork and, and jungle just to kind of push that sound a little bit more and like, um, yeah, this is a mix with some other elements to it, um, some other kind of sounds I like. I think there's a bit, there's all sorts in there, a bit of garage and some dubstep, some jungle, some footwork. Um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a nice journey from start to finish. Nice, man, nice. Well, yo, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great addition uh, to the uh, Rewind uh, fam, I guess. You know, we, we you know, all, a lot of the names that you shouted out have either been on the show or I'm constantly begging to be on the show. <laughs> you know, shout out Worst Behavior, shout out A Fruit, um, yeah. definitely Lewis James, just, you know, big, big name that I'm um, in, in the whole exit crew. You know, I think I actually hit up Fixate probably about once every six months being like, yeah, <laughs> you know, because I, I met him at, uh, I guess, uh, Outlook Festival a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. We've, just, we've never been able to line it up because, you know, the man is just prolific and always has tons of stuff to do. So we've never been able to find the right time. But one day, it, it's it's turned into a joke with us now. It's just like, yo, it's like, no, I don't even have to ask him. He's just like, yeah, I can't do it yet right now. Yeah, so. I reckon it's coming. I've got my fingers crossed for you. I reckon. I reckon uh, it, it will, yeah. the, the day is approaching. It, it'll it'll all be happening at some point. Everything all happens uh, in in due course, man. In sure. due course, yeah. But yo, um, yeah, we, we really appreciate you coming by the show um, and and giving us tunes and giving us this mix. And um, I, I hope to see you soon, man, for sure. Likewise. Thank you very much. All right, y'all. Well, this has been Itella on The Rewind, and we're going to jump right into his mix. All right. Peace. Peace. This is a tastemaker. Это Анна Фрут. Вы слушаете подкаст Ревайн.
Yo, this is Bell Curve, and you're listening to the Rewind. Rewind.
Yo, yo, this is Homemade Weapons, and you're listening to The Rewind. Rewind.
This is Ocean Tide. You're listening to the Rewind. Rewind.
this is The Librarian, and you're listening to The Rewind. Rewind.
Hey, this is On Unit and you are listening to The Rewind. One.
Yo, this is Anna Morgan, and you're listening to The Rewind. Rewind.
Snakers. 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 Snakers.